0: This is 40K Today, voted the number one Warhammer 40K 15-minute magazine-style international podcast on all of Kadia Prime, you know, before the fall. Hiya, folks, and welcome to what is going to be a really special episode of 40K Today. Today's Friday, the 7th of August. I'm your host, Steve Joel, and today we're focusing on how our amazing hobby, which is packed with incredible people can help us through the toughest times. Mental health is an issue all over the world and particularly men's mental health. There's a 40K event coming up in the UK which is aiming to raise money and awareness for mental health and for suicide prevention. And we're using that as our starting point, our springboard for today's show. We're going to speak to the event organiser, we're going to touch base with a couple of high-profile players who were at rock bottom when they discovered our hobby, and we're going to speak to a doctor who happens to play the game of 40k about what the hobby does to help and how we can be there for each other. So a heads up that today's show is going to be a bit longer than usual. We're covering a lot over the next 30 minutes or so. First, let's check in with the results of our poll. The question on Facebook was this. With all of these awesome new releases that have been happening over the last little while, we want to know, uh, do you spend your time hobbying first and then playing the game? Or do you prefer the tournament game side of things and then hobbying as kind of a secondary thing? Well, 58% of people say they think of themselves as hobbyists first and then players. Although I gotta say, a lot of people in the comments let us know that they love all of the hobby equally. Fair enough, Uh, everything is right. There is no wrong answer here. Uh, I'm in the odd spot, for example, and maybe you are too, that I love playing. I just love playing the game. That's what I enjoy the most, but I'm not very good at it. I'm a much better better painter uh, than I am a player. And that sounds like I'm boasting. I'm just, I'm not a very good player. Uh, So I don't quite know where I fit in. I love all of it. I love playing. I'm just better at painting. Thanks so much for taking part in our poll, whichever side of it you came down on, and we'll have another one along uh, starting this weekend. Okay, on with the show. Andrew Weller has organised an event called 40 Hours of 40K, which is pretty much what it says on the box. It's a small group of guys playing 40K for 40 hours. And it's all for what we think here on the show is a super important cause. It's happening in the UK. I caught up with Andrew about the event and about why this means so much to him. Andrew, thanks for joining us on the show this, well, I was gonna say this morning because that's my habit saying morning, but it depends when people are listening, I guess. It's evening, it's night time for you. Um,
1: it is, it o'clock at night.
0: Right, so tell us, uh, tell us about the event first of all. Uh, what is it that you're doing? So uh,
1: I'm doing an event called 40 Hours 40K, which is uh, me and a few friends, we stand around and play wargaming for 40 hours. It's, it's about as uh, <laughs> as detailed as it is.
0: Okay. It's a charity event though, right? So you've come up with this idea, obviously, uh, with a mind to doing something unique, something different to, to raise money for a specific organisation.
1: I have, yeah. So with the best will in the world, I'm I can't run a marathon, and triathlons are out of the question because swimming is just not my forte. Uh, but but Warhammer, I can do, and so my mind went down the route of uh, so what would no war gamer ever want to do? Uh, <laughs> I suspect forty hours of straight war game is about it. We yeah. do two thousand point battles, rotating every three hours. It's about fifteen games over a weekend.
0: It's it's heavy. Wow! And so when you do, the, is—is is it all happening in a specific? Um, place
1: it is yeah so uh just down the road from me there's a town called lincoln in in lincolnshire and there's a a shop there called imps gaming and they're very kindly given over their gaming hall for for me to use uh to to stream from and to use as like a hub and that's where it's going to be happening yeah
0: and people can come along and see oh i suppose in this current environment better to just watch on the stream um but you've got a, a group of how many people are going to actually be playing games physically in the hall
1: so thanks to uh, the wonderful world of COVID at the moment, they're only allowed 12 people in the gaming hall. Now, with me and the three other guys I've got doing it with me, that would make four. With our opponent, that makes eight. Yeah. With the lovely gentleman I've got um, running the stream, that makes nine. And with a spare bod as well, who's running the shop, that's ten. So really two people can come in and out. Um, but we're hoping, hoping, fingers crossed, that by September the 12th when the event starts yeah, we're going to have some more people in the hall. Uh, but if not, like you said, there's there's a Twitch stream going out for the full 40 hours with interviews, and there'll be counselors on there as well to chat with and talk to. And it's much more interactive than your your normal gaming stream. Um, if you donate some money, you can affect how the game goes. Ha! So, for example, I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm a Tau player, so yeah, there's going to be a lot of hate already. <laughs> but if you don't want me to shoot my Riptide, you can donate some money, oh. or I can shoot my Riptide. Wow. So wh- while I'm... Yeah, I'll probably find it hilarious. Like eleven o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the afternoon on the first day. Yeah, but four in the morning when I just want to try and take a night off the board, and then someone goes, "Oh, hi from New Zealand." It's a normal <laughs> time of day for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Here's ten bucks,
1: and now you can't shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Pal. Oh, you'll have to you'll have to make it pricey though. Maybe you can, uh, you know, if we can donate money and influence how you build your list, so that you can't even take a riptide. How about that?
1: <laughs> yeah there's I've got an I've got an all tank list actually it's got nine vehicles in
0: it. Oh brilliant. I'll
1: um, take some Imperial Guards. I've got an, an 18 Sentinel list as well, nine armored and
0: It's not just the fact that you're <laughs> playing for 40 hours, you're playing Tau for $40. hours. That
1: is Oh no. Oh. It, no no, right, no, it's, it's not just uh it's not just Tau. I've got I've got Chaos got some Black Legion I got okay. some Imperial Guard. So uh luckily I don't have to be that guy for that long.
0: Wow, that is that is good. As a, as a person who has spent some time playing Tau, uh, you know, just dabbled, I I can understand why you'd need to at least get away from that for a little while. So um, we've got multiple <laughs> armies represented with uh, eight, eight people playing, you know, multiple yes. games at a time. We've got a Twitch stream. Tell us what it's for. What are you raising money for and why? So I'm
1: raising money for the campaign against Living Miserably, which is to... It's a suicide prevention charity because... Uh, I've had my own struggles with, with mental health, with PTSD from Afghanistan, and I, it breaks my heart every single time I hear It, it is with a heavy heart. We um, inform you of the passing of X person or Y person. Um, no No son daughter should have to grow up without a father. A, they shouldn't have to grow up without their brother. No parent should have to bury their son. You shouldn't have to grow up without your, your your friends that that's not the way this world should work and breaking down the stigma for men's mental health is the biggest thing for me getting men talking and asking your friends if you are okay and knowing know it's all right it's okay not to be okay and that's why I'm doing it yeah because without my friends without talking without Warhammer and that interaction um, I, I wouldn't be here today and that's why I'm doing it to, yeah. to help yeah. men talk
0: it is a great thing. I lost my brother to suicide a few years ago, and, and I, I feel strongly, like you obviously do, that, that the hobby itself has helped pull me through some pretty difficult stuff. Where do we find you? How do we get involved with this?
1: So, there are three places you can find out. So, there's Just Giving. So, all the money goes through Just Giving. You just search 40 hours, 40K, and you can donate on there. On Twitch, you can follow the streams, 40 hours, 40K. It's not going live until six in the morning on Saturday the 12th. Uh, but that's going to be present and on for the full forty hours. Uh, on Facebook as well, there's the event page and also the um, the page itself. Just search forty hours forty k on Facebook and add yourself to that for in, for uh, for information and updates, what's going on. Um, but we've also got a raffle as well to to help um, raise some money. We've got two Indomitus box sets that have been donated by the community. Um, tabletop Tactics helped out with some dice Vanguard Tactics uh, giving some shout outs and design an army list for Bobby Clark at Red Eagle Studios to paint and you can email 40 hours of 40k to do a silent auction bid on that um, or just pop down to Instagram and if you're in the UK uh, and say hello on the day
0: That's Andrew Weller, one of the event organisers It sounds amazing, right? All the details as we mentioned are on their Facebook page You can check our show notes for the link As I mentioned to Andrew, a few years ago, my own uh, little brother, Dave, took his own life, and that was a tough time. It's no exaggeration to say that walking into a local games workshop for the very first time, my little boy dragged me in there. Well, that chance encounter could have stopped me following the same path. I'm not exaggerating. It was a, it was some dark stuff going on. And I know I'm not alone. This is the reason I'm bringing it up. I know there are plenty of people playing our game who have been through some difficult times. And the hobby has helped them out. John Damaris spoke to one of the world's top players and a massive name in the Australian game about how the hobby
2: helped bring him back from absolute rock bottom. Adam Camilleri, thank you so much for taking some time to join us on a very special edition of the 40K Today show where we're talking all about men's health and you've got a story that's very relevant and I thought it would be fun for you to share it for our listeners and I'm just going to sort of give you the floor and maybe ask a few questions after you get started but why don't you go ahead and tell everyone your story.
3: Yeah, sure so uh, it's it's not something I I t- the the further away further removed I get from the the sad little boy that was this story, the, the less I, t- I seem to want to talk about it. But it's important because it, it tells a lot of where I've come from and how I've uh, gotten where I am. So I grew up, I, I don't know if you want to say I grew up pretty rough, but I grew up pretty dysfunctional. I'm um, a I, I, 90s kid branded with kind of the ADHD kind of wild, uncontrollable, push him in the corner, don't give him much attention. The more attention you give him, the more he'll want. Kind of neglected throughout most of, my, most of my childhood. I ended up turning to substance use. Um, towards my mid-teens and that grew into quite a significant problem that uh yeah caused me a lot of issues a lot of well you know I was I was mostly dead by the time I ended up getting clean and worse than that I was horrifically lonely and uh not a very nice person to know because I was very embittered and um judgmental of myself and others and that that wasn't a that wasn't all that stuff at the time felt righteous and um, it felt good to feel that anger and that, that judgment towards others, but all it was, it was a reflection of, of how much I didn't like myself. I um, ended up uh, going to rehab and um, got the opportunity to start my life over, and uh, thankfully, I've I've managed to do that. It's now been quite a few years since I've used any substances, and I see a lot of... A lot of people I relate to a lot in our community, in our in our wargaming and tabletop and 40k and things like that. A lot of people who I feel feel the same way that I might have about myself, and I feel like it's important to talk about these things and show that you know things can change. And if you do have a person that you want to be or you want some changes you want to make, you can do it. Um, it. It might be the hardest thing you ever do. I know for me, facing the person I was and some of the horrible and monstrous things I've done is one of the, is, is the hardest thing I've ever done. And hopefully it's the hardest thing I ever will do. Um, because I know that's one thing that's helped me get through really hard times now, especially with some of the things that are going on in the world, is knowing that I've already gone through kind of uh, my own personal hell, so to speak. I've already gone through the worst, worst parts of myself.
2: Let me just say really quick, you know, um, we've spent a pretty significant amount of time together. I mean, not, not like an amazing amount of time, but enough to where I feel like I've gotten to know you and, and it's hard for me to reconcile the person that you're describing with the person that I know. So I can see tremendous growth Thanks in that dude. in there. And I just want to applaud you for Thanks that. So I think much. that's amazing.
3: Yeah, I got this amazing opportunity. I went to, as I say, I went to rehab and um, I was in a residential rehab for a couple of months and a halfway house for another couple of months. And I ended up in a, I guess a support accommodation or a clean living house for a total of um, almost two years I spent in treatment. Um, trying to rebuild myself. And, yeah, I it's I got this incredible opportunity to decide who I wanted to be. So thanks, John, because everything you see of me now, everything you know of me now is the person I I wanted to be and I always wanted to be. I wasn't the guy that all pain and misery and trauma and, and things turned me into. It fear.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. So let me ask, um, you had mentioned to me before that 40K was one of the tools that you used that sort of helped you get out of that, specifically painting, right? It's sort of yeah. a relaxing... Escapism of it. You want to talk a little bit about so,
3: that? So I was in that sober living house, and I was—I was actually the worst I'd ever been in my life because I no longer had anything to cover up my pain. I didn't have any escapes. I didn't have any ways to hide who I was or, or what I was feeling. I had to face everything, and so I was—I was. I was I kept, people kept telling me to just sit with it, just sit still, just be calm, find some way to meditate, or or just have some patience for yourself. And I never could. I just was incapable of it. I was so close to um to using again and going back down. That path, and I stumbled across forty. I stumbled across painting. I stumbled across a, a games workshop, to be honest. And I walked into that games workshop with this like listless, silly kid. And the guy got me to, you know, paint a model. I was I was in my early twenties, and the guy sat me down and um got me to paint a model. And um I was, had this. I painted this model for three and a half, four hours. Yeah, just just only had about four or five paints. It was a piece of. It was a crappy push fit ultramarine from I think it was um, Assault on Black Reach or maybe it might have been one of the um dark angels but i painted him as an ultramarine and um yeah oh, my head was quiet my head was the quietest it had been in 10 years and um i haven't stopped painting since literally i'll I'll try and put aside an hour every day and that hour i have with me and my paint my paintbrush and my models is like my peace time it's it's what i do to to not think about anything else and just it's just the paint and the brush and the model and yeah it's really turned into something that's so fundamentally cathartic for me uh, that um i've literally I've, you know now i'm i'm on podcasts i i I've traveled the world playing 40K tournaments I've, because I sat down and painted that model that one day. It's a ridiculous journey when I think about it. Um, and it's very hard to get the grin off my face when I think about how far I've come. But I, I'm, I'm, sitting here, I'm sitting here to tell anybody who's listening, there's nothing special about me or the things that I've done. What I've done, anybody can do.
2: Dude, I think that's a, that's a really powerful message. And I, I appreciate you sharing it because it's... Um, sometimes looking back on our mistakes or the mistakes that we've made is is a difficult thing to even bring up. And, I, you know, I, I speak from experience too, you know, having been divorced and, and hitting rock bottom about two and a half years ago, like I, I uh, it, my life was a disaster so much so that I actually stepped away from gaming because gaming was always a big part of my life. Um, and I knew that I was starting to feel better when I felt like gaming again. It's kind of a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, and now look, at you know, here I am. <laughs> Neck deep in Incredible. it again. But no, I, I, I super appreciate your story. And I think it, it is important for people to understand that um, it's okay to make mistakes. And it's okay to grow from the things. And even if you, you don't like the person that you are, it doesn't have to be like that forever. No. And I think that's an important message that you shared. And I hope if people take one thing from this segment of the podcast, that would be the thing.
3: I hope so, man. Because, yeah, life might not feel like it especially at the moment, but if you want to change, you can. Thanks for having, thanks right. for having me on, man. Like, I've, I, haven't, I haven't, yeah, thank you. haven't spoken about this stuff on a platform like this before, and it, uh, it feels good. It feels right. I've always thought that if I did, it would always feel like I was pandering or shilling, but thank you. This, is, this has been good for me.
2: All right, man. Peace and
0: love.
3: Thanks, man. You too.
0: That's Adam Camilleri. I had no idea about his story. Maybe you didn't either. Adam is one of the coaches on the Art of War Down Under, and you can find him on their Facebook page. Once again, the link is in our show notes for that. Next up, Tanya Gates speaks to a 40K playing GP about mental health and what we can all do to help out other people in our community.
4: This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Inc.,
0: Welcome back, Andy Spencer is a doctor and all round Warhammer 40K hobbyist, who's as great a painter as he is a tactician on the tabletop. He's gonna talk to us today about men's mental health. It's a pandemic and how hobbies can ease struggles and how we can help our gaming friends who might be struggling. Andy spoke to our own Tanya Gates.
5: I'm here with Andy. I'm so happy to have you on the show today, Andy.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me.
5: I thought maybe we would start off with you telling our listeners a little bit about who you are.
4: Uh, yeah, my name's uh, <clears throat> my name's Annie Spencer. I'm a, a family doctor uh, in Vernon, uh, British Columbia, in Canada. Uh, Tanny and I happen to be friends outside of outside of this. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, as a family doctor, I have a full service family practice. I uh, do a lot of stuff. Deliver babies. Help people with it end-of-life care, and about 30 to 40 percent of my practice uh, is actually centered around mental illness and mental health.
5: Which sort of makes you one of my more knowledgeable contacts in this field, uh, and I'm really excited to hear sort of your take on this topic. Um, so let's get into it. Yeah, sounds great. So, our podcast focuses on the whole hobby of Warhammer 40k. Um, and as you know, the majority of its fans are men. Are there any ways that social hobbies like ours can help men cope with their mental health concerns?
4: Yeah. So, I mean, you guys might've, you might've heard already, but the statistics around mental illness for men are actually, uh, pretty, um, uh, pretty surprising and, and they, and they can be quite scary. Um, the reality is that about 10% of all men in Canada, uh, and I'm speaking about Canada because that's where I live in practice, but uh, about 10% of all men in Canada experience um, significant mental health uh, uh, challenges and, and mental illness. Um, <clears throat> in fact, about a, a million of all Canadian men suffer from a major depressive episode every single year. Uh in Canada, about 4,000 people uh, commit suicide uh, annually and about 75% of those are men. Um, men tend to have uh, fewer suicide attempts, but they also tend to be far more successful in those attempts. And in fact, um, when men do make suicide attempts, they tend to only uh, do so once or twice before being successful. Uh, I mean, those are all pretty pretty heavy, uh, scary um, statistics. But uh, So when it comes to Mental illness for men—they um, do tend to have some pretty um, uh, uh, significant um, sort of differentiations. Uh, men tend to be quite closed off; they're they're less emotionally open. Um, they tend to be less emotionally vulnerable. Uh, when they do talk about me- mental illness and and their own mental health, they they tend to do so in pretty broad terms, and often they seek help uh much later in uh, their disease process <clears throat> if they seek help at all so i mean 40k i've been playing 40k for a few years now really love it and the way that i got into 40k was uh, a friend of mine was like hey do you want to come hang out with some some friends people i'd never met before but there's a cool game i know you like strategy games and you might be into it and so the social interaction piece um Around specifically 40k, uh, I think is is really big, and for a group of people, uh, you know, thinking of men and, and mental illness that might not feel as open about talking about those things. I think that feeling included, having friendship, having a sense of belonging and purpose, um, getting together with people on a social level, uh, I think is uh, is really big, and I think um, uh, that yeah, that's a big big part of mental illness uh, with men. <coughs>
5: Yeah, I've had a number of people in even our game group, um, sort of in passing, express to me that like the other members of our game group have been instrumental in helping them deal with like quarantine in particular. Um, yeah. So I have heard firsthand, and and I also feel firsthand that having our our little game group has been really good for even my mental health as a woman. So yeah as 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 a man, I could see if you don't even have as many outlets to communicate as a woman that having these social relationships through Warhammer might be very, very important to you,
4: yeah, it can be really helpful, especially if you tend to be somebody who's pretty closed off and isolated. I think this hobby' is great at attracting a whole wide variety of um, different people. and some people are introverts, extroverts, mixed. Uh, and there's some people who have no problem walking into a room and making friends and talking to people and there's other people who are really closed off and really struggle but having an inclusive group, um, a group where people are not <clears throat> are not judging you when you come and say, "Hey look, I painted this really cool thing and I want to show some people and everybody's like really excited about it even though it might not be like the most groundbreaking painting that anybody's ever seen but it's big for them and it's just cool for that to be validated and for people to feel like they're wanted. So,
5: yeah. So I just want to end it out with just one more question. And to Mm -hmm. me, this is the most important question. So how can we support those men in our game groups right now who may be struggling with their mental health?
4: Yeah. I mean, I think that the biggest thing is to be welcoming, right? Like I know, I know uh, you've talked yourself about how intimidating it can be to walk into uh, like a game store when you don't really know people and like, like try and play a game with somebody you've never met before. Uh, like it can be a really big daunting thing. And, and um, so I think the biggest thing that we can all do to help people uh, is to just be welcoming, be non judgmental, invite people in, um, whether they, you know, end up, Really liking the hobby or having it be like a one time thing, and then they're not interested anymore, or whatever. But I think just being really open um, <clears throat> and welcoming people in a social environment. And then the reality is that, like mental illness, especially for men, tends to be a pretty taboo subject. And so, again, I think that openness should extend towards discussions around emotions, discussions around uh, feelings, discussions around when people are struggling. Like when somebody mentions, hey, I've been. Been really struggling lately be open don't uh, try and shy away from the topic and uh, just even just listening to somebody say their piece can be a really therapeutic uh, thing um, if somebody does say hey <clears throat> I'm really struggling uh, I think you know I've been thinking about killing myself I think I've been thinking some really dark thoughts um, I think I need help I think that encouraging them to seek help It would be a really, really big advantage, um, even helping sort of facilitate things for them um, uh, rather than uh, sort of brushing it aside. I think that's also a great role that people could play um, dependent on the right situation.
5: That's all awesome advice. Thanks so much, Andy. And uh, I look forward to the next time that you kick my butt when we play Warhammer 40K. <laughs>
4: you beat me last time, so I'm pretty sure you're to beat me again.
5: <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Yeah, you bet. Bye. Bye.
0: That's Dr. Andy Spencer. If you want to see his awesome painting work, by the way, check him out on Instagram. We've got the link for you in our show notes. And speaking of awesome models, it's time for the model of the day. It's the the model of the day the the model of the day the the model of the day day. well i gotta say today's model is just flat out wow in every way a castellan robot painted by dave Soper and shown off on his uh, blog sprockets small world where do we start man the color choices and the way they work together The base is off-white with large blocks of metallic teal green that kind of counter it perfectly, and then highlights of a bright red. The teal colour also doubles as a copper corrosion on some parts of the model, and all of that would be incredible just by itself. The light and the shade, the contrast, the colour choices, but David has added wear and rust and battle damage and chipping, and it is a masterclass. It's just the best... I've ever seen. Uh, And then you notice the heat burn on the weapon. The model is in every way perfect. You could look at it for hours and see something new every couple of minutes, and then you want to read the blog on how he did it. It's amazing. Uh, So we really encourage you to do that. The link, if you want to see more about it and read the blog, is in our show notes as always. And uh, look, if you have a model that you want us to feature on the show, or if you've seen a model that we should feature on the show, let us know. You can either get in touch with us directly or just use the hashtag 40k2, that's the number two, hashtag 40k2day on Instagram. And that's it for today. Thank you for joining us for what we think has been a really special episode of the show. Look, the point of this is about mental health. If you need to talk to someone, if you need to ask for help, if you need to Uh, talk to people you know or don't know or get help professionally, whatever it might be, there is no shame in that. If you see someone in trouble, if you've got a friend you think might need help, reach out. It's the best thing that any of us can do on either side of this. If you need help, if you see someone in trouble, reach out. There is no shame in that. And it's the biggest thing. A big thank you to our content producer, Alex Painter, our social media whiz, Tanya Gates, and our technical producer, Seamus Ronan, for all of their hard work once again in putting this program together, along with uh, John and Paul. Uh, don't forget tomorrow to tune in to hear our best of the week. You can download it via the Frontline Gaming Network or on your favourite podcast player. So we'll see you tomorrow. Until then, for the whole team, I'm Steve Joel, and that is what's happening in 40K today.